0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded.
1: This Bud's for you. Or not. Apparently, Anheuser-Busch decided to use mentally ill female impersonator Dylan Mulvaney as a spokesperson, was not a very good idea. Kerry Byrne of foxnews.com checked in on some bars. Uh, He found out that nobody's buying Budweiser. Braintree Brewhouse is a bar just outside Boston. They usually sell 25 times more Bud than Miller. 25 to 1 more Bud Light than Miller Light and Coors. This week, 80% of Bud Light drinkers ordered something else, and most of the people who did buy Bud Light hadn't heard about Dylan, and then when they were told about it, they ordered something else. Meanwhile, the woman in charge of marketing for Budweiser said she was okay with using Dylan because she's trying to break the quote-unquote fratty, as in fraternity, fratty mentality, and be more inclusive. How's that for having your finger on the pulse of the market? A bar in Texas where there's a weekly dart league, they have over 100 players. They usually go through um, three kegs of Bud Light. That's 495 12-ounce drafts during the night. This week they sold four, not kegs, drafts, four. Sales are down all over the country, big time. And Byrne talked to a Budweiser sales rep. He said, quote, they've already done enough damage in one week to disrupt year-long sales projections. You just don't make up those sales. People aren't going to drink twice as much Bud Light the following week weekend to recover the lost business unquote just uh just multiply these uh bars that he checked into by several thousand and you'll get to some get to some numbers about uh you know what it's costing bud light meanwhile here's hoping they, they don't drink one-tenth as much for the next year or so not that that would teach the marketing people a lesson they'll find something else to be woke about sooner or later instead of just continuing to market their product to people who actually might i don't know you know be attracted to their product, maybe. But they scored well this week with the .44% of the population who think they can wake up and change their sex whenever they feel like it. They're apparently big beer drinkers. Maybe Dylan should stick to being a spokesperson for tampons. Apparently that's going over real well for him. Anyway, when we come back, speaking of insanity, we found a new victim, if that's the right word, of climate change. And you may not believe this one. Actually, you shouldn't believe it, but we'll talk about it anyway. And in our second half hour, free speech on college campuses, in this case, Stanford and San Francisco, and how the kiddies and their educators seem to be having trouble with the concept. Stick around. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers
2: and flocking to PureTalk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data... You can get that and still save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code Off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Switch to Pure Talk and get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month because Pure Talk is simply smarter,
3: wireless. They are our cuddlers and coworkers, per machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people. Ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
4: Spring cleaning is upon us, but there's one meaningful box that you don't throw away when cleaning out your closet. It's the box filled with your family's important videotapes, film reels, and photos. Hi, I'm Adam Baslogger, And I'm Nick Mako. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago to help families organize and update their analog media to digital. Legacy Box is simple and easy. It works and is safe. Over a million families have trusted Legacy Box. And Legacy Box has been featured in Good Housekeeping, The Today Show, and Rachel Ray. Legacy Box is like magic, converting your shoebox of memories to the cloud or thumb drive, ready to watch and share. Declutter your closet by digitizing your media. Become more organized and accomplished, knowing your family's recorded past is safe forever. Take advantage of our spring cleaning sale going on now. It's the easiest task to check off your to-do list. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
1: Well, baseball has many problems, and they are great. The Major League uh, Baseball fans keep dying off, and they're not being replaced. Young people aren't watching it. The games are taking so long, they put a pitch clock uh, on this season. seems to be helping. There are lots of home runs, maybe too many, according to some people, and definitely too many strikeouts. But if you're a fan, you've actually seen more home runs uh, because of people who insist on gas-guzzling gas, drive, uh, gas guzzling cars. You may not have been aware of that. H. Sterling, uh, <laughs> H. Sterling is always a guest here. He's the managing editor at Heartland's Heartland Institute. H. Sterling Burnett, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on again, yeah, I'm sorry to lose my voice there for a second. <clears throat> start, uh, that's okay. Stumble, stumble, story. Is, Go ahead. trouble getting your name out there. Sorry. Yeah, but you're a scientist. <laughs> you study this stuff for a living. So were you shocked to find what? out that uh, people at the American Meteorological Society discovered that global warming has been affecting baseball?
5: Uh, look, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to read the full article. It's behind a paywall. I read the abstract. But I did a little research, okay. Because a baseball is the only sport I carry about care about. You know, I heard your introduction. I would disagree with you about a lot of things about baseball. Yeah, but I like I like home runs. I've never been a a, a, ooh. I like to see that perfect game, low pitch. Yeah, that's not my thing. I like to see them out of the park. But I'll say this: I looked into some things because I thought. Well, you know, maybe air pressure is uh is causing home runs. Though when you think about it, they said I think they said 500 home runs over 10 years. So That's, about 50 home runs a year. Yeah. That that is, you know, you you wouldn't recognize that. When they hit when they hit maybe 700, maybe 1,000, yeah, maybe 2,
1: 1, home runs a year. It's
5: 1%. Yeah, it's 1%. So it's like hold it. Yeah, there's no way you can say that one no. percent is due to climate change, no. especially since we have a couple of other really important factors. First off, they started in 1980. Well, since 1977, so just three years before they started this, we've added six teams to professional baseball. Right, We've added four teams since 1980. What does that do? It dilutes the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. You can keep some old hitters around batting, you know, professional hitters, people who really know what they're doing behind the plate as designated hitters. But the pitchers, you're having to bring them up sooner from lower levels of ball without experience. So they're giving up a lot more home runs. Secondly, new stadiums. Small. You go compare the new stadiums to the old stadiums. Mm -hmm. Detroit Stadium, their center field is uh, 30 feet Shorter, closer in than the old center field, and they're moving in again. Uh, Houston, shorter center field by 40 feet. They're lowering walls all over. Why? Because they want the home run, mm-hmm. and they're being successful. You can go back and look at these old stadiums that were 460 in the center field. You don't find a single stadium with 460 or no. even 440 in center field. The Astros – the Astros had 420, and now they've moved it in and lowered their wall.
1: Yeah, Forbes Field was 457 here in Pittsburgh.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, so you look at these stadiums; they got a lot more stands, but they got a lot less outfield.
1: Well, they, they... so
5: you get more home. You get more home runs. In addition, they really focus on metrics now, mm-hmm. and you can't watch a ball game without hearing something about launch angle.
1: Oh yeah, that's what they they're trying want, to do. Yep.
5: Yeah, they want hitters to hit the ball in the air. Okay, quarter pitching smaller fields, more focus on hitting the ball high and hard, you get more home runs.
1: Yeah, but even if, even if um, none of those things were a factor, they're, as you said, they're, they're basing this on 1%. Uh, there's 50 home runs a year when there are 500 of them hit every year. They, they claim that if the air is warmer, uh, Sterling, the air is denser, and when the air is denser, the ball goes farther. Do we have to accept their premise that the air is warmer? Well, gee, where do they get a lot of these home runs? Where's where do they call it? Uh,
5: you know in Colorado they talk about mile high stadium, yeah. so you can kick farther. You can kick farther field goals. Well, guess who added a team in Colorado after this period started? The Colorado Rockies. A lot of home runs hit there. Uh, my point is, you can't tease out one percent and attribute it to climate change. Yep. It's, it's one of these attribution studies where they make up something like, oh, well, if you if you didn't have the air pressure change, there would be 50 less home runs a year. Well, how do you know that? You don't know that, especially when you've got all these other confounding factors. Now, to be fair, I haven't had a chance to read the study. So maybe they took into account all the confounding factors that might have contributed to this. But my bet is they didn't. Oh, I bet oh, no, they, they didn't look they, at stadium it, size.
1: They, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give them this. They they talked about you know they um, they talked about <clears throat> um, you know the difference in the approach to the game and no more small ball and you know effects on home run you know actually teaching to uh, hitters to go for the home run that kind of stuff. They they put that in there. But the thing is, again, it gets back. It's it's one percent, but. We in order in order to first of all who cares number one if it's only one percent you know one way or the other, but from the standpoint of H Sterling Burnett who's the managing editor at Heartland Institute, what about the premise that the air is warmer now than it was fifty years ago?
5: Well, in 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 some place it is it is warmer. It's not that the problem there is for this for this premise is that the warmer is. Nighttime lows don't get as low during the winter. There's no evidence that the summer heat is getting hotter. Just nighttime lows aren't as, uh, it doesn't go down quite as low. But most of that is in the winter. You know where they, when they don't play baseball typically? <laughs> in the winter. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so October, October, the baseball season ends in October. Winter's hitting, and that's when the nighttime lows go up. Not, not the extreme highs, that's not happening. So it, it, I find a lot of problems with this. Another thing, maybe they addressed it in the, in the study. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Um, I remember not that long ago when we were having these home run races where a guy named Barry Bonds had over 70 home runs. Mm-hmm. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa raced to see who, who could hit 60 and more than 60 the fastest in a single season. And some people, you know, I'm not the doctor. I didn't test it. Some people attribute a lot of those home runs to uh, to steroids yeah, to the addition of steroids
1: I do. Well, did they take yeah. into
5: account did they take into account the steroid era because I tell you what home runs went up then for
1: for sure yeah, yeah, um, but the guys who did this study at the I guess it's the uh, what I say it was the uh, the meteorological Society, the American yeah meteor journal yeah yeah um, they made a point to when they, and I guess this is to be expected, but when they did the study and they mentioned global warming, they made a point to say this was caused by man-made global warming. Yeah, yeah. They they couldn't leave Uh, that out, right?
5: Oh, they got got to get, look, they got to get all the proper tags in. Man-made global warming, you know, attributed to temperatures. The problem is they can't prove any of it. It's all attribution and assertion. The only thing that we can say is that the, the Earth has warmed by a modest amount. Uh, a portion of that may be caused by human activities, but we don't know how much. Most of that warming is another, another thing you, everyone talks about when they talk about global average temperature. Most of the warming has come at the poles, not where they play baseball. There's no baseball played in the North Pole or the South Pole. Uh, but but most of the warming that contributes to the average has happened there uh so all these confounding factors for their for their for their premise first off they've got to you know they got they claim it's human, they claim it's big uh they ignore that it happened at night in polar regions where baseball isn't played uh it's 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 piling. It's piling assertion upon assertion upon assertion. In a, in, a, in a computer model, if we were doing computer modeling, we call it geigo: garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> you take the data that, that, that you think works in your favor, and you ignore every other factor.
1: Yeah. Well, um, here's the thing, though. If you can get somebody to believe that their driving habits might be affecting baseball, you can get them to believe just about anything, can't you? I mean, what's, what's, what's uh, left? Yeah,
5: probably. You know, what I'd like to see is a graphic of. Uh, we've got a graphic that shows that uh, um, shark attacks strongly correlate with ice cream uh, <laughs> intake. Yeah. I mean, they, they really, really. You, you've got these two little humps that just track each other so well. Well, does that mean that eating more ice cream causes shark attacks or, or being eaten by sharks causes people to eat more ice cream? No. It's correlation, not causation. Yes, and the it, correlation, both of them are tied to the same thing it's summer. People go to the beach in the summer, people eat more ice cream in the summer. So they both go up at the same time. But it doesn't mean one causes the other. Well, uh, there's been a modest warming, but it doesn't mean it's causing anything with hurricane, I mean, with, uh, with home runs.
1: Yeah, uh, these guys do say that the home runs, the numbers of home runs this season, is looking up because the planet is hotter. So they're
5: well, uh, it's looking up because they've changed, they've changed the rules again yeah. to make it a faster game. Right. Pitchers don't have enough, don't have as much time to screw around with you, right? You, you know, the, the the bases are are bigger, all sorts of changes they made to the game to make it a faster, and what they think of as a more entertaining game for America's youth.
1: My favorite is that uh, that they broke it down by ballpark, and it said that more home runs are going to be expected at Wrigley Field. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, there's a fame, and I, I covered uh, sports for a long time uh, for thirty years, uh, Sterling. So I and I, I know all this stuff, and I and I also did ma- uh, minor league baseball play by play for three years. So I I'm a ba- I was a baseball guy. I've I've lost my love for the game. I'll talk to you about that sometime. But um, the. Uh, that there's a the famous story is that when the when a team comes arrives at the ballpark uh, at Wrigley Field, the pitchers are all glued to the windows looking to see which way the wind is blowing, because that that's what determines how many home runs are hit at Wrigley Field. I don't care what the temperature is.
5: Oh, that was true. That was true at the the previous ballpark in Texas as well. They they had to put up a whole new screen just to control the wind out of out of one direction. A huge screen. And it still didn't stop the balls from flying out on, that... on windy nights. But, you know, let's be honest. If you were a Chicago Cubs fan, more home runs going out would warm the cockles of your heart.
1: Sure would. And it's, well, right? if they're Cubs and, home runs, yeah.
5: Yeah, that's true enough if they're Cubs <laughs> home runs. But, it, the you know, the data shows this, because I looked this up too. Um, it doesn't matter how big or small your ball bo- is. <laughs> Your ballpark, your ballpark can be really much smaller than it used to be, and you're not hitting as much home runs out. And you know some of the best evidence for that is in Detroit, not too far from from mm-hmm. Chicago, right? right? Um Or Cleveland. Cleveland's field used to be huge. You've right. got to have the right players.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Detroit used to have a 460 foot center field yeah. that they moved in to 440 before they built a new stadium where it's like 420. Okay, they're getting hitting less home runs there now than they were hitting when the ballpark was 460 feet. You know what? They had better. You know, they had a guy named uh, 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 Cecil Fielder back then that was putting them out.
1: Uh, and Hank Rob Deer, yeah. a few
5: other big bangers, right? Yeah. So uh, they don't have that today. It doesn't matter how small the field is if you don't have quality players to hit it out. It ain't going out.
1: Well, um, we're, we're talking to uh, H. Sterling Burnett. Uh, he's the managing editor at Heartland Institute. So, you know, this is baseball and it's, you know, it's fun and all that and it's uh, something to yeah. talk about, but just the the idea that the, when this this study has gotten a lot of attention um, and has people talking and uh, when, when I look at this I think I, I don't I don't buy any of the baseball part of it. It's just cuz as you said it's 1%, it's just I don't know what how much time they spent on this study, but you know, and who would have paid for it and why oh, anybody yeah, you could-
5: you can be almost certain the American taxpayer paid for it yeah. through
1: some government grant. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, who? What are these guys doing that they sit around and have enough time to do a study like this?
5: Well, you know, pretty much if if you're in the uh, if if you want money from the government, all you have to do is put together a proposal that you say climate change is causing something unusual, oh, and you'll okay. get some money for it from somebody, right? Yeah, you know, some some agency will look into it, and uh, yeah. So it doesn't surprise me the study got funded. I mean, hell, they they do fun, they fund studies about frog mating habits and and uh, cricket sounds, and it's like <laughs> hold it, well, what is know, it? or or or, inter- or interpretive dance for Ph.D. candidates.
1: But I'm uh, trying to what? think of what you know. You're 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 involved in this and stud- doing studies and studying studies. At what point does somebody say, you know, <clears throat> I think more home runs were hit because of global warming? how hard is it first of all who's going to argue with you who's going to argue with this like uh who's going to say well no that those that, that uh, the, the, the the home runs weren't caused by global warming most people are going to say well these people are scientists they wouldn't lie to us so it must be true that the more home runs have been hit by because of global warning, warming warming <laughs> but but the, my point is who sits around and says you know what I have a feeling that global warming has contributed to home runs. Who comes up with – where would they get the the bug to want to check that out and go back 20 years and look at home runs and then try to correlate that with the temperature of the earth?
5: But they're always looking for the new scare when the old scare doesn't work bad enough, right? So you've already mentioned – you did mention that, that viewership of baseball was down. Oh. And the purist like myself – are getting really hacked off at all the changes to the game. Mm-hmm. I don't mind spending four hours at a game. That's more money for the bucks that I spent. You're trying to rush me out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, for the purists, if they think, you know, maybe you get a few purists who say, oh, gosh, global warming is destroying my beloved pastime. There might be some people like that. But as you said, viewership is down. <laughs> I think for all the press this report is getting, I mean, it's getting an inordinate amount of coverage. I think most of the people, for most of the people, it's a collective yawn.
1: Yeah, so yeah, Who that's what I mean.
5: Cares? But... Who cares? Who cares <laughs> if if extra home runs are hit? Yeah, it's entertaining to the people that like to see home runs.
1: Yeah, but if they uh, were hey, Sterling, if they and I am running out of time here, but if they if they would have said uh, there were three hundred more home runs hit over the last ten years, or or three thousand, you know, I, I don't know a number that would get my attention. But it, yeah. it, it, and I guess what I am trying to get at here is that. This is just, to me, is another example of trying to find some significance in the warming of the earth that you can prove to people that they should start worrying about it.
5: No, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's trying to build a climate mountain out of, a, a, evidently, an air pressure molehill. <laughs>
6: um,
5: th- that's all it is. It's just trying to bring more attention. It's, it, climate change impacts everything. What you've got to understand from their perspective Is climate change impacts everything. Yeah. And more importantly, as far as they're concerned, no matter what the data shows, it makes everything worse.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
5: Fewer people dying. Oh, it's terrible because in the future, more people will die. Yeah. More food being grown. Oh, it's yeah. Well, that's true. But in the future, more people will be hungry. It's it's always their disasters are always in the future. But this disaster, 50 extra home runs a year. That's now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Sterling, I'm out of time. Just remember this before I go. Chicks, dig the long ball. And um, I will talk to you next time. We'll be right back. See ya.
7: Take care.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Top U.S. officials are taking steps to mitigate damage. From online leaks of highly classified documents about the Ukraine war.
4: The Pentagon says the leaked documents present a very serious risk to national security. Here at the White House, the National Security Council's John Kirby says the government has been reaching out to top allies.
2: U.S. officials have been in touch with uh, relevant allies and partners over the last couple of days at very high levels.
4: The administration has been careful not to authenticate the information contained in the classified documents, but it's clear that U.S. officials view the leak As potentially damaging. Greg Clugston, the White House.
2: The Biden administration has determined that Evan Gershkovich, a Wall Street Journal reporter arrested in Russia on espionage charges, has been wrongfully detained.
0: The State Department will take the lead in securing his release. This is SRN News. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 98 98 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this. So Just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 98, 98, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. AM 1250, The Answer, The Mike
7: Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. There isn't a whole lot of grace in their hearts for Trump. They'll have grace for Bill Clinton and all of his dalliances. They'll have grace for Hillary. They'll have grace for Hunter Biden and the laptop and Joe Biden. But no grace for Trump. That's where they draw the line.
0: Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 9, right before Del Wamsley at noon on AM 1250,
1: The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the
0: yellow van.
5: Call. Service Master.
4: Remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago? You were finally out on your own, earning money. You looked at the net amount and thought, Whoa, what happened here? It could be this way with your retirement accounts. You know how much you've saved, but if you haven't planned for the IRS, you could come up short in retirement. With tax laws constantly changing, there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share. Roy and Jason Locks and the Synergy Group team can help. They will help you create a retirement plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future. To receive your complimentary tax analysis, call 412-673-7760. Make sure you know how how these changes could affect you so you can avoid paying more to the IRS. Request your complimentary tax analysis today. Call 412 673 7760. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through JW Cole Advisors. JW Cole Financial and JW Cole Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group, Inc. The Synergy Group, Inc. may not give tax advice. AM 1250 and FM 92.5.
0: The answer WPGP, Pittsburgh. 2223CS, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or Odyssey. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 52. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow, it will be breezy and very warm. We'll reach a high of 78. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 51. As we look to Thursday, it'll be mostly sunny and warm, with temperatures approaching the record last reached in 1941. We'll see a high Thursday of 82. With your MacU Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
1: Riley uh, Gaines says she's going to be filing lawsuits after the way she was treated at San Francisco State University a few days ago. She was harassed, assaulted, and what could be called uh, kept hostage, actually, after trying to speak there about the stupidity of men competing against men in sports. Seems like she has a pretty good case Nicholas Giordano is a professor of political science at Suffolk Community College. He's a campus reform higher education fellow. He joins us now. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Nick. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So, Should we be surprised that Riley isn't getting much sympathy for the people from the people involved at SFSU?
6: No, we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, the reality is, and Campus Reform has been reporting on this for the last 15 years, college campuses have become radical indoctrination centers where the faculty and administrators actually condone this behavior on a lot of campuses. And they don't have an appreciation anymore for the idea of freedom of thought, for discourse and debate, and freedom of speech. Instead, they're entitled, and they believe that only their voices should be heard, the ones that agree with them. So I, I don't think she's going to get sympathy from people in academia, but she is going to get sympathy from the American people, and I do believe that she has a good case in the court system.
1: Um, I got to ask you about the fact that, uh, and we'll get into this, but <clears throat> the you know the the idea that uh, they they don't seem to grasp the concept of free speech, is that because um, of the issues involved that the issues are more. Um, i don't know I don't know what the word is they they, they they're more emotion packed I guess is what, what I'm trying to say it's it's um you know men can 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 wake up and decide that they're women uh, we didn't have stupid issues like that twenty years ago twenty five years ago um uh and 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 are there more exista- uh, more um, issues like that on the table that cause this great divide and an intolerance for the other view because This is such an important issue, you can't possibly disagree with me because it's life and death.
6: Well, it's amazing because it shouldn't even be an issue. In the grand scheme of things, with everything going on, with the collapse America is facing, the fact that we even have to discuss this is an embarrassment and shows you why America is collapsing. But the real reason this is going on is because our educational institutions have completely failed in teaching about the foundations of American government why the founders set up the government the way they did, the roles and responsibilities of the institutions, what individual liberty and personal responsibility actually mean. They don't teach this stuff anymore. So when they get into a classroom like mine, I give a citizenship test on the first day, and then I give them a constitutional test, and I give them the Russian constitution instead of the American constitution to see if they can identify that they're not reading the American constitution, and nearly everyone fails. I've been doing this for a long time now and the results don't change from semester to semester. So it's the problem is that these students don't even know what freedom of speech really means. They don't know what the first amendment is all about. When you don't know the country and you don't know the constitution, well then it's easy to say that we should change the constitution and we should change the country. They have a warped view of America and we see it on display every day.
1: So, do they have—we uh, didn't—I went to Catholic school, and I, I, they, they didn't—we uh, didn't have civics. We took history, geography, but I, I don't remember actually taking something called civics, but um, we were taught all this stuff. If they're not teaching that in civics class in the public schools, what are they teaching?
6: Well, about 20 years ago, they began moving away from teaching the concepts of American government, thinking, well, they live in the country, so they're going to get that education anyway. So we have to focus on this multicultural worldview uh, of the international community so that they get exposed to that. So at first, it wasn't some nefarious cabal that they moved away from American government. It's become that now. Now it's just about pushing a political agenda. When you see this stuff being pushed down the throats of kids and kindergarten and first and second and third grade that's brainwashing that goes far beyond indoctrination
1: getting back to san francisco state and what they did to riley Gaines, how should the university have responded in that situation
6: the way i told my students that i would respond i would fail each and every one of my students if they behaved this way now my students i've been teaching for almost 18 years now and my students would never behave this way anytime we have guest speakers they're respectful and it's a different type of element in a community college than it is in the four-year university bubble, but every single one of the students, I have no problem with protest. If you want to protest, protest all you want, but when you shout down speakers, when you spit at them, when you try and physically assault them, when you barricade them in rooms, you should be expelled immediately. If you start holding the students and faculty members that engage in this type of activity accountable, this ends relatively quickly, and college campuses need to get back. They used to be the place where diversity of thought was actually welcome, where the debates were welcome. Unfortunately, it's become so narrow-minded, and this is the result of that.
1: Well, you know, another big thing has changed on college campuses, and that's everybody has a cell phone, and everybody has a video camera that they can record things with. So you might have had an incident like this in 1975. It might have happened, but it wasn't on—nobody so was there with a camera. So these every one of these incidents, there are multiple people there with cameras, including the San Francisco State is, uh, incident. Those students are on video. How can you not expel them? What reason would you have for not expelling them?
6: Well, because the leaders at San Francisco State University believes that these were peaceful protests. I mean, it's almost a mockery. It's almost like the uh, fiery but peaceful protests that took place in 2020. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it's insane that you don't have this more proactive approach to shut this type of behavior down, because let's face it, who's going to want to go and speak on college campuses? We've seen numerous intellectual people not want to speak. We've seen comedians that no longer want to go to college campuses because there's zero tolerance. And unfortunately, the colleges constantly capitulate to the student body when it should be the other way around. I mean, listen, these students are not learning anything by saying they could scream, yell, and shut down speakers, and then they're going to be released into the real world, where if you try doing that in a place of employment, you're going to be out of a job fairly quickly. So if colleges aren't preparing students to go into the workforce, then what's the point of college? And I think I've written several articles for Campus From talking about that you see employers now moving away from college degrees. And the reason that they're moving away from college degrees is because they see the results of the products that are coming out of colleges.
1: If you were marketing a college, trying to you know recruit students, would you think, think it would be a good idea to uh, market your, your school in this, at this point by saying, we educate, we don't indoctrinate? Uh because are there enough parents out there who are getting the message here that, as you said just a few minutes ago that's it, it's all it's all about indoctrination beginning in high school and grade school but um how many parents are aware of what their student- what their kids are getting when they go to these colleges and what they're not getting for i guess is just well, it's just the
6: cost it's the cost first benefit analysis is it worth the money that you're paying into these institutions yeah. and the answer is no parents are realizing that it's not worth it. If you look at college enrollments across the board, with the exception of the Ivy League institutions, enrollments are down dramatically. Now, part of that is certainly due to COVID and all the restrictions that were we'll put on during the COVID era. Uh, but at the same time, it's also because parents are saying, why are we gonna go into all this debt and you're not even gonna be educated? And so I think you're right. I, I think that if you have colleges out there that actually promote education over indoctrination, it is a pretty good marketing strategy that would actually work.
1: Yeah, what, what about the diversity uh, administrator, uh, administrators? Um, I've, I've seen multiple stories where there are more diversity officers, if that's what you call them, than there are faculty.
6: Well, well that's the new scandal that's emerging. So if you look at the full-time faculty numbers, they're actually down significantly. And if you look at administrative positions, they're up significantly, and that's where the diversity, equity, inclusion officers fall into. Um, it's becoming a bigger problem on college campuses because what we're seeing used to be that administration stayed out of the business of faculty unless they needed to get involved. They stayed out of their classroom. They didn't dictate what should be taught in the classroom. Now you're seeing these diversity officers trying to barge their way into the classrooms, determining what can be said and what can't be said. And I know a lot of faculty members, not just people on the right. I know faculty members that are extremely liberal that are against this. They don't like this current push that's going on with this diversity, equity, and inclusion. Unfortunately, we're seeing it codified into degree requirements in colleges across the country. So you now are forcing students to take diversity, equity, and inclusion classes where it's promoting a, a political agenda, it's not mm-hmm. promoting education. I mean, diversity, equity, and inclusion is not an academic discipline, and yet that's what they're trying to do.
1: And they're and they're doing it uh, the minute they arrive on campus. Before they can do anything, they have to they have to be indoctrinated. Um, we're talking to Nicholas Giordano. He's a professor of political science at Suffolk Community College and also a, a higher education fellow at Campus Reform. So if I I don't have college aged kids right now, I don't have it's not an issue for me looking for a college for, for a kid, but if I, if I knowing what I know now, I would it be a good idea for me to um, get out the, uh, the, the book on on the school, uh, the, you know the, the yearbook or whatever they call it, the manual, and check out the staff and see how many DEI people they have. And the more they have, the less chance of my kid going there.
6: You know, and that's actually a good way to put it. That will tell you a lot about a college. However, the problem is that when you look at a state university systems, they're the most cost-effective students. And so there's a lot of parents out there that can't afford to send their kids to a private university that maybe doesn't have this diversity, equity, and inclusion nonsense in the college degree programs. So it does become a challenge for anyone that's looking to college. However, I do believe that Within the next five years, there is going to be a reckoning that the higher education institutions are going to come to a realization that this is a loser. As they're bleeding and hemorrhaging students, as enrollments are dropping, they're going to realize they're going to have to get back to academics because if they're not providing a good workable product in the student then nobody's going to go to that institution. You're going to see a lot of private institutions shut down, four-year private institutions shut down over the course of the next several years because of this nonsense that's going on.
1: What about the stories I've been seeing uh, about uh, colleges and universities dropping liberal arts courses? Um, I mean, um, they are, and they're doing it with with the motivation of producing uh, students and producing graduates who are ready for a job, have been, been prepared for a job rather than what it used to be. I don't know how long ago, put a number on it, but it used to get a liberal arts education and just you were just supposed to use your brain for four years maybe and come out smarter and not necessarily only take courses that would lead directly to a specific job.
6: Well, that's where community colleges are actually changing the dynamic, including mine, where it's more about uh, there's vocational aspects to the stuff that you learn, but you also learn the liberal arts as well. And I do believe that the liberal arts component, is still an important component. Uh, The reason that some colleges are moving away from liberal arts is because there's so much more money in STEM programs. And so they're offering more STEM programs, more hands-on when it comes to things like engineering, and, you know, for them, that, that's a financial decision they're making. Unfortunately, we've seen diversity, equity, and inclusion, and in social justice affect the STEM programs as well.
1: Do you know any examples of, cons- uh, you've been there, seven, teaching uh, 17 years, do you know of any example of conservative students shouting down or harassing a liberal speaker? Any place where Inter- you've
6: been? No. And I, there's no cases of that it's It is amazing in the student body when you look at it uh, when you go and look at conservative students and again, we've had liberal speakers, so at a community college, the student breakdown, the demographics are different. it's forty percent liberal, forty percent conservative, twenty percent independent, or just have no clue what's going on. They're the happiest people out of everyone yeah, right. and when we have speakers on campus. people treat them with respect and a lot of times it comes down to the life experiences, right? So at a four year university, you have people from the same backgrounds at a community college, you have people from all different backgrounds and a lot of them don't tolerate the nonsense. You know, you have veterans that are coming back that are now in the classroom. You have older students that have a career, they're looking to advance their career. And so the dynamics are a little bit different, but you can't find a real example of conservative uh, groups, shutting down and silencing liberal speakers. And I think part of the reason is because conservatives are surrounded in liberal academia every single day by far-left progressives, so they know how to handle a disagreement with opinions. Whereas the left-wing students, the progressive students, they've never been exposed to opposite opinions, and so therefore they, they think that they have every right to go out there and silence anyone that disagrees with them but realistically, they're just self-entitled, spoiled brass.
1: Yeah, and I, what does it, does um, maturity and maybe just intelligence, and are the conservative kids just smarter? Or if it not, not necessarily IQ smarter or get better grades or higher test scores, but just more aware of what's going on on the planet than the liberal?
6: I think they're more adept when it, socially. I think that's part of our problem with liberals. If you notice, a lot of times it will be, the liberals that will defriend anyone that disagrees with them. Mm -hmm. And it could be on the slightest issue and they'll defriend them where conservatives are more open minded to actually discuss the issues. Yes. They they may not agree with you. You may not be able to change their mind, but they are open minded where they'll at least listen. I've seen Republican college groups all over the country where liberals will come in. Democrats will come in and they'll sit there and they'll listen. They'll give their point of view and, and they're treated with respect and dignity. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen too often on the other side.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And it'd be interesting to see um, someone produce a, one example of a liberal uh, be, visiting a college campus and being shouted down or harassed by conservatives. Uh, Nick, I, I appreciate you coming on. I'm out of time. I, uh, thank you for the uh, visit. I hope to have you back again.
6: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And everyone can check out org.
1: Okay, we'll do that. Nicholas Giordano, we'll be right back.
8: Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com salem media group is an equal opportunity employer
7: according to the u.s debt clock in the time you hear this commercial our nation's debt will go up by 1.5 million dollars that's more than 2 billion dollars a day 15 billion a week right now our debt is over 30 trillion and climbing fast the question is how do we pay it off the answer is increasing taxes now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Beth Andrews and the team at NetWorth Advisors know what to look for beth can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible call 800-426-1428 to set up a visit with beth andrews and net worth advisors 800-426-1428 when taxes go up will you be ready call now 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Net Worth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former
9: CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system. System, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well,
1: I've seen uh, Bruce Springsteen in concert a couple of times. Really good. Um, I like him a lot less now than I used to. Um, but I never was a big Spring- Springsteen nut, um, like some people are. Uh, I've, I know people who've seen him in concert 25 times. But... Um, Stevie Van Zandt has uh, been his lead guitar player for a million years, and uh, he came out with this the, uh, just yesterday, I guess. Outrageous doesn't begin to describe the actions of these Republican white supremacist scumbag cowards, and he has another word there that I won't use, that need, uh, need guns to feel like real men. Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X will unite and exterminate these cockroaches once and for all, that's your. Just keep that in mind. If you're if you're an old timer who's uh, you know been listening to Bruce Bruce Springsteen uh, for years, that's who you're dealing with there. Um, and uh, then he goes on to say he del- he deleted the original tweet because he was getting a lot of grief for it to avoid spending half of my day deleting uh, Fox scumbag Russian bots and maggot cockroaches like you. Go take away some women's rights. Keep some black people from voting. Go harass a trans event. Go shoot some kids. Do what Republicans do best and get the f out of my feed. That's uh, the the stupidity, the immaturity of that comment. Not I don't care about the words he used. Just that he just could you be any more uh, obvious and just in, in your ignorance, just uh, just the typical liberal diatribe, he doesn't know anything. He's clueless. He's repeating this stuff. He doesn't have a clue. And I never want to look at Stevie Van Zant again. And I probably won't. I liked him in Sopranos, by the way, but I'll never see that again either. Bye.
0: John Steckerwald Show this is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van.